Well, what is up, movie lovers? Welcome back to the Movie Night Apologetics podcast. And today I'm so excited to record this episode because I'm going to be going over another one of my favorite movies, which is the movie Radio. This is such an inspiring and uplifting movie because it teaches us about where we should or shouldn't place our priorities in life. So if you're a workaholic or you just want to know how to live a more fulfilled life, this episode is for you. So with that, let's start the show. Whether it's comedy, action-adventure, drama, horror, and everything else in between, all movies at least have one thing in common. They all share a message with you. This is Movie Night Apologetics, where I, movie apologist Clark, review and examine movies and their messages from a Christian perspective. There's a popular saying out there that nobody wins a state championship without hard work and dedication. Coach Harold Jones knows that and wants his team to win. Heck, the whole town wants the team to win. It is no wonder Coach Jones spends the hours on end being up late at night neglecting his wife and daughter so that he can figure out how to win football games. However, all of that ambition and that drive focused on the state title changes one day when Coach Jones sees James Robert Kennedy, also known as Radio, show up outside the school grounds to watch the players practice football. Radio isn't a typical guy, though. His mom describes him as normal, but just a little slower than most. Coach Jones feels the need to bring Radio alongside him and have him help with football practice. Unfortunately or fortunately, with Coach Jones placing his priority on radio, rather than winning a state title, the football team crumbles. One of the football players' parents and the, and the principal of the school are not happy about where Coach Jones is spending his priority. The question that everyone is asking is, why would a great coach with an outstanding football team throw away the potential to win a state championship for a young man who's a little slow. What is his motive for doing this, and will it be worth it in the end? I guess you're going to have to find out for yourself if you haven't watched the movie, because now we're going to go into what I do, the review. So I have to say that when I first watched this movie, I was a little bit disappointed because it's not your typical sports movie. Although the sports of basketball and football are in it, they are not the central theme of the movie. And so when I first watched it and came out, I was like, wait, what the heck kind of story is this? The football team sucks and the basketball team barely made it to the playoffs, but they didn't even show them in the playoffs, and they cut radio to graduating at the end. So watching this for the first time when I was, I believe, 12 years old with basically no life experience, I did not get the message of this movie. And now that I'm older, in my early 30s, I think the message of this movie is really profound and it would benefit families to take this movie's message to heart. But before we get into the discussion, I just got to give out 
some of the things that I liked about this. So first, I have to say that the music in this movie is amazing. Growing up, you know, I, I grew up in, I mean, I was in early 2000s. I was around 10 years old, so that's kind of when I grew up in that era. But I really appreciated 60s and 70s movie music, like the Bee Gees or the Monkees and so on. And this movie has songs in it like Let It Ride, 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 Let It Ride, or Sister Gold On Hair Surprise, or how, I don't even know how to say it. And then We Are an American, We're an American Band, We're an American Band. And then free ride and others like it. So I really just loved the soundtrack of this movie. And so I got to give that five stars because what partially makes a movie, to be honest, like you got to have it all. You got to have the acting, you got to have the cinematography, and you got to have the music. You have all those three things combined, which I believe this movie did really well. I mean, this was a thumbs up five out of five rating and partially due to the music. And so second in this movie, it has really good character development. One of my favorite parts is when the football player Johnny apologizes for bullying radio and the two of them become friends at the end. And I really like to see character development from somebody that you really dislike at the beginning and then you come to love at the end because they changed, they grew. Um, One of the shows that my wife and I watched was Avatar The Last Airbender and one of the characters is like that. You just don't like this guy at the beginning, but towards the end, he comes to repentance and he's on the good side and I just love it when shows and movies do that sort of thing and so it was just amazing to see how johnny's actions towards radio changed because of radio's kindness it reminds me of the verse that the kindness of god leads us to repentance like when we see the kindness of god in our lives over and over and over again like it changes us and it draws us closer in a deeper, profound way to repentance, to repent of like these sins that we are going through. And so one of the things that Johnny did to radio, if you don't remember, was he lied to radio that somebody needed him in the woman's locker room. Even though radio was a little bit hesitant at first, he went into the women's locker room and got humiliated and was going to be disciplined for it. But Coach Jones spoke to radio about the incident and asked who told him to go in the ladies' locker room. And radio refused who it was. He's like, no, no. And Coach Jones like, oh, radio? Who, who, who did it now? Come on, tell me. He's like, nope, I'm not going to do that. And radio refused to do this. And so he said, you know, Coach Jones, he said, hey, you know, well, who are we going to blame? And radio was like, blame me. Blame me for it. You know, although it's not a perfect example, that is, I mean, just think about that picture. That is what Christ did for us on the cross. He took the blame and punishment we deserve. And that kindness, like I just got describing it, I mean, it leads us to repentance just like it did with Johnny. So since radio didn't sell him out, Johnny saw the kindness of radio and that kindness that Johnny didn't deserve. 
it led him to become friends with radio. He had a changed heart and he got radio. He got radio varsity jacketed in the end, which was awesome to see and the change and growth in Johnny's character. And third, it was a very interesting to see how differently the characters viewed radio. Like the way the principal and Frank, Johnny's dad, view him versus Coach Jones. Frank scolded Coach Jones about radio and said, You got yourself a distraction that needs dealing with. So Frank, he saw radio as a distraction rather than a man in need of assistance and help. The principal saw radio as dangerous because she was so worried about what he might do to the kids at school. And it kind of got me thinking, and this is what I've been thinking about for a little bit now, but I was recently in... Uh, my pastor's office mentioning to him that one day I want to be in full-time ministry as a pastor and that I wanted to be a pastor at, at the church that I'm go- currently going to. And one of the reasons I want to do that is because my pastor knows me for, for first and foremost. He knows my strengths. He knows my weaknesses. And as I have seen him pastor our church for almost a decade now, what I have picked up on is he doesn't see people as theological problems like the disciples did with the man born blind in John chapter 9, and he doesn't see people as nuisances like the Pharisees did with the blind man. He sees people as image bearers of God, worthy of dignity and respect, and that's what, you know, I, that, honestly, that's what I really want to learn from him in this ministry. And watching this movie, examining it, that's what I see with Coach Jones. We see him treat radio as a person and not someone getting in the way or a threat to the people around him. Coach Jones reflected God's goodness he reflected God's character and nature in that way. And that was just so well portrayed in the movie that that is why it's one of my favorite movies. And the fourth but not final thing, because there are many more things that I could probably discuss about, but we, you know, we have a short time here on the podcast and I love So basically, I love the overall message of this movie because at the start of the movie, we see Coach Jones as a workaholic who neglects his wife and daughter and then radio steps into the scene and changes his whole perspective on life and his career, which is what I want to be going over in our talk about right after this commercial break. You guys want to know a secret? Just because I have a podcast out on the podcasting platforms doesn't mean people will find the show right away. I know it's crazy, but it's true. So in order for this podcast to reach people when they search for a new movie podcast to listen to, I need your help. I would love a five-star rating and review from you. This will help greatly reach people because my goal for the show is to help people, whether they are Christians or people from other religions or believers 
beliefs understand the Christian worldview through the movies and their messages. So if you haven't already, please pause this right now and rate this five stars and leave a review. I would appreciate that so much, and that would just mean the world to me. Hope you guys are enjoying this episode, and now let's get back to the show. So I just have to start out by saying this. Work is a very good thing. You may never have heard this before, but work was actually in the Garden of Eden when God said that the world he made was good. When God created Adam, he gave Adam a job to name all the animals. And I love what Emmy, so Emmy, she helps me uh give insight to these things. And I'm going to read a quote from her. She says, the word for work is subdue to conquer or tend. It goes back to the original design in the garden. Our task is to be a manager or a gardener with the potential to reign. In other words, if you do not conquer it, it will conquer you. And so after the fall, the curse wasn't on Adam. It was on, it was It wasn't on Adam, it was the ground. The ground worked with Adam before the fall. Now the ground will work against him. We partner with God in our work, but we must be careful to not let work be our God. We must also know it is the God's image that we work. We must live in the tension of the balance between the two. And so I really like that perspective. So work is good for us humans. However, it isn't like it was in the garden. And like I just said, now we have to struggle through our work and our, our decay, our fallen world. And not only that, now that sin has entered the mix, we can now make work an idol and the entire life focus, which ultimately will lead to us neglecting the people we love most. In this case, Coach Jones was doing that with his wife and daughter. At the start of the movie, we see him stay up late, focusing on the football plays, looking at the film, and rather than interacting with his family at home, uh, he neglects them. He is even reminded by his wife in the film that their daughter is about to graduate from high school and leave for college and that his time with his daughter is dwindling by the day. And so radio came into Coach Jones's life and he didn't immediately have the realization like, oh man, you know, I need, really need to change my priorities and make them straight and, you know, get on board with being at home with the family. He kind of went from spending all his time and energy to focusing on football to giving most of his attention on radio, which is, you know, kind of also not so good. If you have a wife and kids, you know, to be honest, they should be your main priority. They should be your main focus. Your church family, friends, your coworkers are important, but we have to pay attention to our own family first. I think that's why in the Bible, you know, if you want to be a leader in the church, Paul says like, hey, you know, you must first like be, you know, your house must be in order. Like God wants the house to be in order first and foremost, not just the church. So anyways, I just thought I'd add that in there as a little freebie. So although we should all be like Mr. Rogers and pay attention to the people right in front of us, obviously while I'm working in a factory, I can't tend to my wife and kids right now, right? 
I mean, crap, even doing this podcast episode right now, I can't tend to what they're doing. So there, I'm not saying that there aren't times where the people right in front of me, um, you know, when, when you're interacting with people on the day to day life, like those people, when you meet them, when you interact with them, when you talk with them at work, they're your priority. What's in front of your face is your priority. But overall, in general, big picture, our family comes first in our relationships on this earth. That's just how it has, that, that, that's how it should be. So anyways, even though Coach Jones went from staying up late, studying film for football to mentoring radio all the time in the process, radio was teaching him something. Near the end of the movie, Coach Jones is at the barbershop and he confronts some of the people about what they're about to do about radio, which, oh man, it just, it just, I don't know if that bugged you. It bugged me when people are just so uprooted and upended about this guy radio who's having an awesome impact on everybody's life and they're just all grumbling. And I love what Coach Jones says here at the end. He says, but the truth is, we're not the ones been teaching radio. Radio's the one been teaching us because the way he treats us all the time is the way we wish we treated each other even part of the time. Radio, in a sense, taught Coach Jones how to love. He gave him the perspective to see where his priorities needed to be. And after that, Coach Jones says this in the meeting. He shocks everyone by announcing that he is going to step down as director of athletics so that he can spend more time with his family and focus on being a good teacher to his students around him like radio. Radio taught him the value of community. He made him appreciate relationships around him. And like I said before, work is very important. It's a good thing to have a job and be productive and to be a good member of society. But I think too often we can work to the point where we neglect our friends, we neglect our family, and we we lose focus. And one of the books I really want to mention to you, uh, and you know, I, I've mentioned to it on the show before in the movie when I did on the well, and I'll mention it to you here, and I'm going to mention to you uh, next episode uh, because I got a good episode lined up. But it's called The Men We Need by Brant Hansen, and in this book, he is writing practically ideas to men about what our role should be in the world. It's a very good read, and I'll share a link in the description like I always do. And one of the things he says is, if you're married with kids, now is the time to be home a lot. It's not the time to relentlessly do whatever it takes to build your career. Now's the time to concentrate on the people around you, the ones depending on you. This is your garden Keep it. Don't leave it. And what Brant is driving at here is don't try to sacrifice time with your family to move up in your career to either make yourself feel more important or move up so that you can buy a bigger, nicer house or a better car that honestly, I mean, the more you work, the the, the, the more you're away. So speaking from experience, like why have this nice big house when most of the time you're not even there anyways? Of course, we need our jobs to pay the bills, to be able to put food on the table, to put a roof over our heads, 
Don't worry about doing more than that, though, through your job, because really what your wife and kids want the most is you. They want you to be around and be present with them. Boy, if I could just get that into young father's ears and even into my own ears and my own heart. You know, I was thinking, because as I was kind of thinking through this, I've been, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the show Deadliest Catch. But in the summer of 2015, uh, months before I was going to get married, it was when I was going through just like this uh dark night of the soul with my salvation wondering if I was going to get if I if I was if I was going to marry Bethany would I be committing the sin of adultery the rest of my life and being habitual sin and all that and I was just, I was wrestling with this so much so and I got to spend the summer on these fishing tenders in Naknak, Alaska. And if you don't know what that is, it's like I just said, it's one of those boats on the Deadliest Catch show. And they have these huge holding tanks that can hold crab, salmon, caught, whatever. And they catch in the sea. And But while I was on them, these tanks were being used to hold salmon. And since it was the salmon season up there while I was doing this, and while I was up there, I walked, I talked with some of the, some of the men, because most of the people that are on those boats are men. Some, there were some women, but mo- like 98% of them were men. And I talked to crew members, I've talked to captains of the boat, and I kid you not, I don't think I met one person that I'm aware of that I can recall that was in the Alaskan fishery business that was not divorced. And so one of the captains had been in the business for a while, had been divorced three, three times. Another guy I talked to, he wasn't married. He's about my age, maybe a little older. And he was about, uh, I think he was like around 24 or something. And he made the comment, with a few others around us when we were just talking in a group, he's like, yeah, you know, when I get married to my second wife and I was, and I, I didn't even listen to it after that, but just the thought of him already saying in this business, yeah, when I get married again, yeah, okay, married again, like you're not even married the, the first time and now you're, you're already talking like you're going to get, your first marriage is going to end up in divorce and you're going to get married again. I, I mean, I was just, I was shocked. And so why are so many of these guys that are in these great businesses, I mean, they're, they're good, like they're money making businesses. Like I'm telling you, like some of them crab people, if you're on a good crab boat, you, I mean, you can make fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars in the span of two months. Now you're working your butt off and you're away and you're on a boat and all that, but you make some pretty good money. But anyways, why is it? Why is it that so many of these guys are in their second, third, fourth marriages and thinking that they're going to get divorced anyway before they're even married? It's because in that industry, you are never home, and the wives. You know, I don't really blame this on this. They they don't like that. I mean, that's one of the reasons. It's not the only reason, but it's a major 
part of the reason why so many of these guys are divorced. They don't like the, the wives don't like their husbands being gone and away all the time from their, her and the kids. Not saying that this is the case for everyone in that industry, but for some, and because some of them make it work, but those are few and far in between. And this, and in this movie, and what Coach Jones did at the end was such a great f- reminder for us as fathers to place our focus and attention on what's important. And that is our family, first and foremost, in our relationships. Like, that's who you're going to, like, your wife and your kids, uh, those are your biggest people to disciple because those are the people that you live with the most. You know, it's funny because I was writing my manuscript for this episode while I was doing the manuscript part. And my son, he wants to go play hide and seek. And he wants to see and and he he wants to try to hide. And I, he, he, I mean, he's really good at hiding. But I was like, oh, you know, I'll be a minute. I got to write the the end of this manuscript. And so, I, you know, I'm coming on here and I'm saying I'm not a perfect dad. Like I have put sometimes this podcast as a priority over my kids and all that. And like what I've tried to do is like do this work for the show uh, after the kids go to bed or when there's off time when I'm away from them just so that way when I'm with them, I can just be present with them. So I'm not coming on here and saying I have everything figured out as a father. There are times that I do neglect my wife and kids when I shouldn't, and there are times during each week where I fail to put them ahead of myself. And I'm just one guy here just saying, hey, let's figure this out together, fathers, so that we can be the fathers God has called us to be, to be present for our families. And so listen to me very carefully on this part. If you don't get anything out of this episode, please listen just this one part. I want you to imagine just for a moment at the end of your life, you're on your deathbed, your wife is there, your kids, grandchildren are there, and ask yourself this. Are you really going to think, you know, man, I, you know, I really do wish I could have worked more overtime at the office so that I could have gotten a little bit better position so I could have earned a little bit higher salary to be able to buy a nice house and a car and have a little bit better retirement. I would have appreciated me going on a little bit more trips in my retirement. But now here I am on my deathbed with my wife and kids and grandkids. Do you really think you're going to say that? I get the hunch that most people, if they're lucky enough to even have a deathbed, will not for one second think that. In fact, if anything, they would probably wish they got more time with their family and friends and that they would have spent, if they did, less time at work and more time with the ones that they loved. Ecclesiastes, I love this, Ecclesiastes 3 says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up. 
a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from the from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time to for war and a time for peace. My heart for this episode is, and me, really, I mean, just heart for all of us is that whether you are a father or a mother, if you have a job, that you just set boundaries for your work. I know with certain kinds of jobs that that can be a challenge, but really try hard to figure out how you can be home at more and be with your wife and kids even if that means getting a job closer to home and taking a pay cut and downsizing on the house or something, I don't know. You, Everyone has different scenarios in their life. One of the things that I would suggest, because maybe if it's like, oh, money, 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 is um, a good podcast that I used to listen to that really helped me in my finances was the Dave Ramsey Show. Our relationships on this earth are the second most important thing right after our relationship with God. And all the, you know, if you look at all the laws in the Bible, the, the law hinges, the whole Bible, the whole crux of the Bible, it hinges on loving God and loving people. God created us and designed us to be in community. Even God himself has been in a community before he created the world. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are all three persons in one being. They have always been in a community with one another. And when God created Adam shortly after, he said, Hey, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good to neglect our relationships in life. My church has a saying, Jesus forms us together for others. We as people of God are meant to do life together, to become more like Christ together. So instead of be, of doing everything you can to grow your career, like be, be like Coach Jones. Like just look at his example in the movie. Examine your priorities. And if your career is becoming so much a part of your life that you are neglecting your family, your church, and your friends, I'd say it's time to make a change so that you can live the fulfilled life that God is calling you to live. And so that's what I, my big takeaway from this. Examine your life and focus on the people around you and in your life. Well, thank you guys for listening to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review the podcast. And also, I would just love it if you just uh, share this episode or one of the episodes that you previously listened to and share it with a good friend. People usually pick up a podcast that are recommended to them by friends. I know a lot of the podcasts that I have listened to, um, recommended to me by some of my close friends. So, And lastly, I want to give a shout out to my wife, Bethany, and our ministry support person at our church, Emmy, for both just helping me make this podcast better for you. I'd super appreciate both those ladies in my life, especially my wife, Bethany. Um, she's a big supporter of me and helping me grow and walk with Jesus. And so with that, guys, like my friend Blaine always says, don't party too hard without me. Bye.
Catch you guys later. Whether it's at home or at the movie theaters, Movie Night Apologetics exists to help you, the listener, know the Christian worldview through the movie's messages. I am movie apologist Clark, and this is Movie Night Apologetics Podcast.